Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, we're going to be breaking down all the latest happenings this weekend at the box office. Somebody saw Daddy, Daddy's Home too. Oh boy, and that was me. Alright, let's talk about it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey everybody, look at that. Welcome What's to Box Office on? Breakdown. Of course, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we like to do a little something we call Beautiful harmony. That's right for that. Like, nope, that was we'll, pra- we'll, pra- we'll, we'll practice. We'll practice. We got time. We we really should all we'll come have to rehearsal. More shows, so. We should all come to rehearsal, guys. <laughs> Can we make sure we get the memo on that? Yeah, Frank, no. Frank was here. We weren't here. <laughs> he yeah, we, we let you down, Frank. That's okay. That's all right. It's okay. I thought this was gonna be like a longer, drawn out one, so that's why I was like, no, okay. Carrie, I thought the same thing too. Right, we were ready for like yeah. the no. I came in with a no. Yeah, but, right. We were ready. It's all good. Yeah. Oh well, it's okay. About the box office that lay ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And we are live in the chat. So if you're watching this live, feel free to chat with us. And if you're watching it later, you can still comment down below. What's going on? It's your boy, The Neil Plumley. You can find me at places where people are found at The Neil Plumley. That's T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. How's Daddy's home, Frank? Uh, Teresa Stewart's wondering, no Neil? Question mark? I know. I saw that. I was like, he's, he's right, right here. here. Right uh, I, I don't know. Teresa, There's we'll no see Amy, if we can get but him. she'll be back. If we can don't get worry. Neil here, we will try our best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there yeah. you go. We'll try. Uh, and as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Throw multiple thumbs on there while you're watching it there. And as Kara's mentioned, the chat is up and running. So feel free to chime in about anything you've been seeing at the movies lately or anything we're going to be talking about as well. Uh, yes, Amy Cassandra, our beloved fourth member of this panel. Uh, currently at a at an enchantment under the sea dance. Aww. Well, isn't that precious? It certainly right? is. Look at that. Uh, so we'll just jump into the top five. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, again, <laughs> leading number one there. $56.6 million. Of course, we talked about it a lot last week. Mm-hmm. Carrie, you were not here. You were uh, gallivanting around. I was. What did you think of the film? Uh, I thought it was very fun. I'm not... It's been a while, and I feel sad. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so jaded. I, it's been a while since I've seen a movie where I was like, like so excited after the way I see other people are and then I'm just like did I miss something but I thought it was very fun I thought it was very entertaining uh lots of cool cameos of people even ones that were like I don't want to spoil for people but there's certain actors that you're like it's a teeny part but it's hilarious to see them you're like hey uh action was really cool uh love the oversaturated colors and look to it and it was just again very fun fun good time now, Neil, before we started the show, mm-hmm. said that he went back and watched Avengers, the mm-hmm. very first uh, Joss Whedon joint in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And what were your thoughts comparing it to Thor Ragnarok? Uh, the Avengers is so much better. Just Interesting. remarkably better. And I sort of like forgot how much better it was. Mm-hmm. But after watching, um, I mean, after having Thor Ragnarok still pretty fresh in my head, went back and watched the Avengers. I realized that not only, I mean, this you guys hear me harping about it all the time. Not only does it use the musical theme correctly and, and in the correct moments and in ways that gets you hyped about the action that's about to take place, where, and that's not just Thor Ragnarok's problem, that's a lot, just most Marvel movies' problems. Um, but it's cohesive, and you move through the movie like, 
with an idea of what's happening. You have a proper scope of what's going on, and and you have a proper emotional grasp on these characters, and mm-hmm. they and they play that emotion like like a fiddle throughout the movie, climaxing obviously um, at the end of the second act with uh, Phil Coulson, and it's those moments that really to to me set it apart from Thor Ragnarok and sort of like hold it up to hold Thor to like a higher standard. So do you think people have forgotten how good Avengers is because I've heard so many people like blown away by Thor. They're so excited by the new Thor and like it's everything they wanted and more and everything. So then it's like did you guys forget how the other, good the other do you think that's it or it's just a different I mean, kind I of mean, fun? Maybe I mean this is just me that I'm talking about. Right. I mean, I think. I mean, but I think you're the everyman. You speak for us all. <laughs> I, I, I have I have an educational background in in uh, Avengers, film theory, <laughs> and stuff like that. So that that's where I get some of my. Um... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some of my tighter grasps on some sure. of the broader concepts from. But uh, people like color and they love comedy. So mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok is an easy swing mm. for, mm-hmm. for Marvel. And I think that's the trouble that Marvel's in right now because they see... I mean, they saw Guardians. Guardians blew mm-hmm. everyone out of the water. Mm-hmm. They didn't think that it would because it's a brand new IP on a comic that barely anybody read comparatively to the other comics. But it swung it out of the park because it was very colorful and it's very funny. But Guardians of the Galaxy had a lot of heart in it and so did the second one. The second one didn't have quite as much heart as the first one did, but it had the part with uh, Yondu. That was very mm-hmm. poignant, yeah, and it was very it very well developed in the movie, and you felt for it because they built off something mm-hmm. from the the one before. It was, it was pretty. I felt like it was pretty much his movie too, right? Like, you know, yeah, not the Guardians it was Yondu's. It's y- Yondu, Yondu of the Galaxy. Well, yeah, we, yeah. We do have a couple of people agreeing in the chat that they enjoyed Thor, but it's not like didn't blow them away. So, all right, there's some of you out there who agree. If it was cool, we're seeing right. You enjoyed it. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I am happy because whether I don't, I, I enjoyed it more than the other two Thor films. Uh, it still doesn't hit quite as hard as I'd like it to do, just for me personally. But okay. I, what I do respect, though, at least, is that they, I mean, it's very much uh, Taika Waititi's vision on screen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's not as great as I would hope it would be, at least I like the fact that they're letting the more individualism seep into their films from the different directors. And that gets me super excited for Black Panther. Yes. Me as well. But did we, did we I, I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not, that um, Taika uh, went off script quite a bit. Did we talk about that on the show last week? A little bit, I think. Well, like, refresh, because I wasn't here. Well, in an interview with uh, Chris Hemsworth, they said that, um, they, he said that they'll go and they'll shoot the scene as scripted, and then they'll do mostly wild takes, which, mm. uh, for you in the audience that don't know, are just takes where people just sort of ad-lib. Yeah. They take the scene as they just shot it, and they add a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. And then they'll take that, and they'll add a little bit to that. And it, if they keep going with that, it's, it can be healthy. But if they keep going with it, they get way off track and they sort of miss the point of the scene. Okay. And that is the feeling that I got from Thor Ragnarok. The scenes were funny, but they didn't have an intended meaning. Every scene is supposed to do something to the mm. story. And a lot of scenes didn't. They sort of were just 
funny. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that was my biggest problem. Like when I'm able to like think about it and like tear it down in my mm-hmm. head over this past couple of weeks, I think that contributed to the problems that I had with the movie. Well, is that the scenes sort of felt like they were just given to you. Okay. No, it's good that you can explain it. It's like when people are like, I don't like the movie. I'm like, why? Because it was dumb. Well, no, no, no. Like, well, yeah. What it, but, you know, you could break it down better. And, like, that's a better example of, like, it's funny, but it's like, and? And, and, yeah. uh, and it's funny because also in the interview, uh, you sort of get the, I mean, he never said this on camera, really, but you sort of get the feeling that Chris Hemsworth didn't like the fact that they took so many wild takes. He actually mentioned the fact that, like, they would go back to the script, and he said, this is actually a quote from the interview, he said, they would go back to the script, which was better, uh, but then they would, you know, go off and do some wild things. So I actually really want to read the script. I've been looking, not seriously, but casually sort of looking online to see if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I do, I'm going to read the crap out of it to see, like, <laughs> what was different. And if it and if, and if that was the problem, or if it's something else that I need to figure out that I didn't like about the movie. It, well, if it does, like, as we talked last week, some of the things that I had issue with were the banner stuff at the end. I felt it just never really hit as hard yes, as we wanted exactly. it to. Things yeah. that were kind of set up in the middle that never really paid off at the end, like mm-hmm. if, in the written script. It actually hits a little bit closer. Add more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so please, re- uh, read the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you know for sure. I'll keep everyone in, in, uh, in tune. Do we like Hela as a new villain? A lot of people are saying, well, that's been a great villain, though. Um, but then someone pointed out that uh, Keaton from Spider-Man Homecoming was a really good villain. I, you know, he was better. Spider-Man Homecoming okay. is a film that's been sticking with me for a while. I really, I really have enjoyed that. So. Yeah. Just because I, I think maybe Spider-Man's one of my, my top two favorites, so it's to see him yeah. really brought to screen in a really well-structured film, was like, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Um, but to, to go back to Avengers for one second, Neil, yeah. like, still going back, as much as I uh, that film might be better, you have to admit, Captain America's costume in that first film is a, is a, is a rough first attempt well, yeah. at what it would later grow into. Yeah, 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 but that, I, th- I think that's important. I think it's important that is it that is kind campy. of the point, right? Yeah, I think it's kind of the point, because the first Avenger... In Captain America: The First Avenger, that was <laughs> quite bad. His suit. That, I mean, I remember, I remember that being panned by a lot of comic book fans. Like, why is he wearing that? That looks silly. Because it's like it's like that like almost skin tight mask that he had over his oh, eyes. Right. But he has like a he has like a sidearm and a shield, and he has like a brown leather jacket. And people are like, what is going on? Well, that's was... sort of the style of the time and how and how it sort of evolved. So I think his costume in the First Avengers, while it was pretty campy played to the fact that it was a very infantile system, the Avengers. They didn't have, like, anything properly worked out. And this wasn't Captain America making his own suit. It was, this was S.H.I.E.L.D. knowing his measurements and just making something for him, and then they, like, put him in. And he's like, well, it's armored, and it is patriotic, and you made a good point that maybe some, you know, star-spangled stuff is what we need right now, which is a good point, so I guess I'll wear it. But then, as we see in Winter Soldier, he has a completely different costume and it is so perfect for his modern uh, take on Captain yes. America. No, I feel like uh, that's probably been my favorite evolution of all the Marvel films is seeing Captain America's costume, Captain America's costume mm-hmm. throughout there. I don't even remember it changing, so I'm like, sure. No. It didn't bother me. I was like, mm. It was like a bright, almost pastel blue, almost like the, the shading in well, Frank's shirt right I, there in the Marvel like comics. Old, I think I've seen, I feel like I've seen older pictures of it, and it is that like bright baby blue. Well, I mean, like in The Winter Soldier, though, it's more of like a muted, uh, like a grayish blue. I mean, it's fine for it like to a change too. Blue. Yeah, because yeah, like, he has like he just has a star, kind of like yeah. when he was like the uh, it's Steve Rogers uh, Super Soldier. So that it was yeah. just kind of a mm. star with some kind of like you know, yeah, except, like ordainment around it. Yeah, uh, without the start, without the red, white, and blue on there, I thought that was kind of a nice. And it's much more of like a body armor. 
yeah. In, yeah. in Winter Soldier. Do remember in, the, that. in the first one, I, I, don't, I missed it. I, I mean, it skipped my memory, but when I rewatched the Avengers, I realized he got hit by a Chitari bolt when he was fighting. And it actually pierced his his costume and, like, broke skin and had a little bit of blood on it. And he was, like, wincing a bit. I mean, he's a tough guy. didn't bring him down. But, like, in Winter Soldier, we see that he's wearing, like, body armor. And that's something that looks like a conscious choice mm-hmm. that they made, like, with, you know, with a movie not around. Sort of, like, in between the chapters. Like, we need to make something that's more durable because I got hurt last time. <laughs> True. But uh, I would say, though. Sorry. Oh, I was actually a quick costume thing that I noticed that somebody pointed out on Twitter. And I haven't, uh, I'm, I'm not super excited for Justice League, but I want to see it. But someone posts a photo of the uh, Amazons and Wonder Woman and their outfits oh. look like. Neil, just show me that photo. Okay. Just about the show started. Okay, yeah. and yeah, they uh, you guys can find this online and the Amazons in um, Justice League. And they're like, you know what would make these costumes better? Midriffs. <laughs> you're like, no. No metal, no. maybe. All leather, bikini tops. <sighs> it's just dumb. It's just disappointing of like... Especially if, like, Wonder Woman's already been out. It's been successful. Why would you change it? Like, you know, because it's the same characters, essentially. Like, these are the same people. Why? Justice League, I'm disappointed. That's an issue probably for Zack Snyder. What if, and just hear me out, what if there's just, like, a different type of battalion of the uh, No, it's just dumb. Nope. Because you could already uh, argue that Wonder I'm Woman's so outfit pissed. and the other Amazon's outfits don't cover enough skin as armor. So to make it even less, no. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> That's just a, it's no. true. And since they're like a warrior, um, I don't want to say tribe, but civilization. Since mm-hmm. they're a warrior civilization, they wouldn't just have, like, even if you want to excuse the midriff, they wouldn't be made out of primarily leather. It'd, it'd be, be leather, armor. It'd be, it'd be metal armor. Yeah, they have swords. Clasps, they can make the least. metal. Yeah. yeah. But these are just, they look like leather bikini tops. And it's just like, a simple arrow mm-hmm. would pierce that. Yeah. Oh, it's just so like... <laughs> By God, Frank, an arrow. <laughs> like, at least with Jumanji, the new one coming out, which I, I am excited for that one, seeing the trailer, they explain her outfit. Like, okay, it's a video game avatar that makes no sense. Like, it's not supposed to be functional. It is just like an objectified body. Then you go... I can forgive it more than before when we didn't know that that was the plot. Yeah. But, like, Justice League, you're like, mm, no. You had an example, a successful example. A Why one, did yeah. you... <sighs> Things I'm sure that will be talked about more. Oh, they wa- someone goes, I wanted to make them more sexy. Can't sexy be... It doesn't have to be, like, nearly naked in their outfits. We're already sexy. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, getting back to our top five, number two, Daddy's Home 2. From Paramount Pictures, it's thirty million straight up. Whew. One of us saw this film, and one of us didn't need to. Uh, None of us was... saw this number coming. I'll tell you that. Well, I guess what I think guys, I did. Where uh, you, it was what, a box office bet. Guys, I got, I got, I got oh, yeah? Yeah. Here. All right, I want to hear. So this uh, this box office bet was done by Amy, Neil, and myself. Carrie mm-hmm. got an easy pass being out yeah. of town. I, I was out Neil, state. It was even more like. <laughs> give us a rundown, Frank. You won this week. He did. Frank Moran, cheer for him and applause, please. Frank bet $26 million on the 30 that it made. Very good job, Frank. Thank Before you, Neil. Uh, next in line was Amy, the 22 and a half. It was a decent bet. I was very far off with $17 million. I did not think this movie was going to do very well at all. Turns out that it made just almost double what I thought it was going to make. Uh, it scares me because that means it possibly could be a Daddy's Home 3. There's definitely going to be a Daddy's Home Well, Oof. it's... it's based on the first one did pretty well people thought it was funny and then you add two other big name actors to it technically
technically three, but only two were mostly featured in the trailers, so I'm not terribly surprised. Also, it's a family movie going into holiday season. Come on. It's like mm-hmm. a shoe-in. Mm-hmm. All the holiday movies are going to start coming out like right now, and it's like... Everybody's like, let's go to the family movie. Medea's Christmas. Right? (laughs) And no offense against John Lithgow, because I do enjoy watching him. But can we really say he's like a big box office draw these days? Well, he's a recognizable name and face. He's a big television draw. Yeah, I would would be more, yeah, I could see that. Season four of Dexter was probably the best season. That was by far. Absolutely. That was a really good season. Yeah. Uh, But this was a, uh, if anybody, I've never seen the first Daddy's Home. I went and saw this because, like, ah, just in case I lose, I guess I should go see it. And, <laughs> and man, you won. <laughs> uh, you know, after, as I've just told Carrie and Neil, like, once I've seen Boo and I know how bad movies can be, I'm never <laughs> going to be worried about losing a bet. This was just really the definition of a very meh movie. So you've had your eyes, because of Boo 2, you've had your eyes open to the <laughs> yes. horribleness of cinema. That's right. Or the capacity Aww. of horribleness Aww. that cinema can become. Yeah, you know, I, for some reason, like, Will Ferrell, when he plays, there's that... I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if I necessarily feel the same way about like Ben Stiller and the uh, the Fokker films. Mm-hmm. The uh, somebody that constantly uh, screws up, constantly, 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 right. and is constantly getting uh, tripping or causing all these accident-prone yeah. mis- uh, circumstances, mishaps in the film. Oh man, some of that goes along. A little goes along. Too way. much. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. his okay. character just really is dialed into that, and it's just mm-hmm. like. Oh man, okay. Watching a whole movie about a continual screw up, yeah. and then at the very, very end, you know, does something that, like, you know, like, oh my gosh, he's not so bad. Look at that. He he, he turned it all around. Ugh. I can't stand that. I almost, I, I almost walked out of uh, Meet the Fockers because I was getting just way too upset with how um, Ben Stiller just could not do anything right. Because yeah. the plans that he had were decent. Like, the, like, like not all of them, but some of them were like, yeah, I'm going to do this, and it's going to win over the favor of this family. And it's like, yeah, okay. The viewer's like, yeah, that'll work. Sure. That's believable. And then some wacky shit would happen, and he would end up somewhere, and the roof would be on fire, and the car would be filled with, like, shaving cream. And the dad would be, the father would be like, hey, why just fill with shaving cream? And I'd be like, <laughs> I Wait, this I, was the second or third one? Second one? I yeah, think, I remember the first one I think was pretty Little funny. Fockers was the third one, yeah. Yeah, one, I remember one being pretty funny, and two, I was just like, no. I couldn't, I could, I just could not deal with the with constant you. failure that his character had. So I'm probably going to hate well, that some too. Yeah. Would you say it's that situation where they do this in comedy a lot lately, where it's, um, let's put people in awkward situations and we'll laugh at them. Because that's a comedy that I can't stand lately. I know. Just like, <laughs> you, like, I know you hate the uncomfortable situations. Yes. Well, there's difference in uncomfortable and then just let's do something awkward and then it's funny. And you're like, like my one that just drove me nuts was like, get him to the Greek. It's constantly oh, yeah. uncomfortable situations. And like, that's funny. Ha ha. It just, I feel like that's a really low bar to aim for that they're just like, hey. Well, my problem with that was like, like a little of Russell Brand goes mm-hmm. a long way with me. And so, like, mm-hmm. him being, you know, the lead of a film, you're like, oh, man. This yeah. is way too much Russell Brand for me. Absolutely way too much. Fair <laughs> enough. Like, him, like, uh, finding Sarah Marshall, or forgetting Sarah Marshall, that was, like, the perfect yeah. amount. He just would come in, be a little accent, and then take off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then when they said, like, hey, no, this funny little bit, why don't we make that the whole thing? You're like, yeah. no, 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 no. It's, it's too mm-hmm. much. It's definitely way too much. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, Daddy Some 2, it is a it is a easy pass, guys. Just let it... Let it come to you uh, while you're laying in bed Aww. and pry your eyes open and then crawl inside and uh, somewhere later next year when it's back on, when it's on cable at, at your home. Do not, do not worry about going out to see this. Uh, three, Murder on the Orient Express, $28.2 million from Fox. Also another movie I saw. 
And uh, I've, I still want to... Uh, Have you seen the original? No, it's on okay. sale on iTunes right now, and I want to okay, buy it cool. uh, and watch it, because I'd love to compare and contrast the two. It's mm-hmm. uh, Kenneth Branagh was, is great in this. I mm-hmm. really love seeing him in this, and it's shot beautifully. Cool. The, it looks uh, like it's beautiful. I haven't seen it yet, but the trailer, so I'm glad to hear it is. Yeah, and I did not... I, I've never read the book. And so okay. I didn't know the plot at all or anything like that. But that's what I hope. Okay. Yeah. Had you? No, but um, that's something that was curious, and so I'm happy to hear that because some people were like, um, if they already know it, it'd be boring, and if you don't know it, like they would know what's coming. But even if you don't know, then it's like a good adventure for you because then you don't, you didn't know. And I know plot. that he made a few tweaks for okay. a couple different characters, Ooh. but okay. it's one of those like having never read the source material. I read, I read about those after the fact after I okay. watched it. But so, but I still have no context into. Mm. Is that an improvement or just mm-hmm, something different, mm-hmm. or is it a? Did he do? Was it a misstep for him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, worth it. and that mustache is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, you gonna try to sport it? No, I, there's no way I could do that. There, uh, not a big spoiler, but there is a scene in there where you see him woken up in the night, and he's got like a little. Like is a, it? He's got like no. It's got he's got like a it's little perfect. Oh, uh, like a little holder, like a little little, <laughs> little little thing, like a yeah. Oh, it's, oh it's like, that's wow. funny. Just the thing, like he mm-hmm. had to, and it's like perfectly shaped. Like he had to go yeah. and get that design. Somebody had to say, like, yes, I want you to build this mm-hmm. as a specification to holster my my mustache whilst I sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go into the future, three D print me a cage for it that I can put on when I sleep. Send it back through time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think it's a uh, it's a good movie to check out in the theater. I'm probably going to try to watch it tomorrow. I don't think... I'll be curious to what you think. Yeah. That was one where I'm like, oh, you see the trailer, you're like, this looks so fun. That was a great use also of older looking footage, uh, like the style, but then like they used a modern soundtrack. It was really great. Uh, that was a good trailer. And there's a lot of great eye acting by Kenneth Branagh in here too. Ooh, okay. Yes. And he, uh, he pulls it out very well. Okay. Uh, coming in at number four, <laughs> A Bad Mom's Christmas. Letter $11.5 million. Well, well, well. And uh, rounding out our top five, Jigsaw from Lionsgate, $3.4 million. Which oh. is fantastic on its 10 budget. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, diving into international numbers real quick. Uh, after three weeks overseas, Thor Ragnarok has chiseled out another $75.9 million at the international box office. That takes the offshore total to $438.5 million and the worldwide tally to $650.1 million. Dollars. That global figure pushes the God of Thunder to number 10 on the worldwide box office mm. chart for 2017. And Disney has roared to fill four of the top 10 slots this year. Uh, I imagine uh, five will be coming in by the end of the year. Isn't that Is correct, it... Neil? Yes. Would it almost be cheating, though, because they own so many different ones? So I'm like, well, if you own like it's like uh, it's Monopoly. They own the entire block, so it just increases their odds. No, I mean, certainly Last Jedi will be on there. Uh, but I yeah. feel like Justice League. I think that I think it's probably going to crack the top ten this year. I think there's going to be enough people curious about what, it, either if it's fantastic or it's bad. They just want to. I think there'll be a lot of curiosity. You're talking about uh, domestically or or worldwide? Uh, I think we're talking about the uh, for, world. Yeah, for just worldwide. Yeah, for, yeah, yes. for sure. I think it might even take the top five. Hmm, Justice League, because it just. It looks like a movie that's just everyone's going to want to see around the world. It's just a big CG action fest. It's got which Ben one? Affleck. Oh, yeah. Just all, which one? What? It's got Ben Affleck. You know, it's got the guy I from Game of Thrones. I think a lot of people are just going to go see it because they're like, well, I'll check it out. Yeah. Like, it's the difference between I'm excited to see it versus, hmm, sure. I'll see it because we got uh, my movie pass. <laughs> there you go. No, I, I know I'll be, I'll be Probably. there. Probably. 
The question is, am I there Thursday night or Friday no. afternoon? I yeah. Don't know yet. When I got time. That's right. Uh, another thing that aided Disney's uh, rise and their total box office domination this year has been Coco from Pixar. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, breaking records in Mexico. It's uh, After three weeks, it has grossed $41.4 million to become the number two release of all time in the market and the highest grossing animated release ever. So, I haven't. I'm so I mean, happy. It fits the. It fits the bill. I'm so happy you know? for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm chast about it. Question is, um, somebody was kind of comparing it to Book of Life and how uh, you know that didn't really get a whole lot of well, no, like notoriety, mm-hmm. but it's really good. And they were kind of curious of, it, is it going to be a you know, very similar subject matters? But there's not that many films, animated ones about Day of the Dead. Isn't that good to have more? Yeah, yeah. I'd say. So yeah. it's like, and I mean, certainly, I mean, Guillermo del Toro. Is is great, but mm-hmm. I feel like the Pixar brand. I feel like that already draws more attention to it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I feel like yeah, that's already gets you a, some credibility established. Like, yeah, I think this is worth checking out. Or maybe if you like the one, go check out the other as well. Because I yeah. remember liking Book of Life. It's really good. I never who, did see it. Who book. animated Book of Life? Book of Life was really good. Uh, it's so underrated, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it's it's just um, okay. Some people are saying either or on which is better, but um, I I can't say it because I haven't seen Coco, but. Um, True. Book of Life is just very, it's a really beautiful shot, like how they do it. And then the story is really enjoyable as well. Like a really nice, you know, just a t- like a fable. You know, it's a very interesting mm-hmm. tale. Yeah, it feels so original, too. Mm-hmm. Like just the, the telling the story about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like how they did it? Yep. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen Book of Life, go watch that as well. While you wait for Coco, if it's not out yet for you. Uh, also, Murder in the Orient Express, it pulled into... Uh, Middle Kingdom grossing $19 million there and $45.8 million overall this week in 57 markets. And uh, it's got $57.2 million overseas after bowing at number one in the UK last week. Hmm. Meanwhile, Paddington 2, which I've heard the first film is great. And actually, I haven't, I haven't watched it That's yet. That's a Paddington Bear, right? Yep. Uh, it actually debuted in the UK this week and uh, took home $10.9 million. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, look at that. And Jigsaw, the eighth movie in the Lionsgate horror franchise, has put together $79 million globally to top the worldwide and international lifetimes of Saw 6. Yes. (laughs) All right. We thought it couldn't be done. Yeah, we did it, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And Geostorm from Warner Brothers is this close to $200 million worldwide. And the new line Warner Brothers juggernaut, It, has uh, lifted up with Japan by 27% to help the global box office Six hundred and eighty-three point four million dollars. That's great. Yeah, That's absolutely. Fantastic. So, folks, of course, Daddy's Home Two was the subject of last week's box office bet, but this is a new week, which means there is a new bet to be made. Yep. And there are three films in contention. I saw the trailer for the star. That's the animals, right? Yes. Yeah, that one actually looks really cute. Mm. They did behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. Look, it sure does, Carrie. Well, okay, fine. It's if you guys don't know, fine. I'll just talk about it since you don't. No, I'm so Please. excited. Okay, so if you guys have no idea about it, the star is the you know story of Jesus in the manger, which everybody either a you don't really care at all, or there's been so many versions. So okay, fine. We'll acknowledge there's a lot of different stories. So this mm-hmm. is the same story but told from the animal's perspective. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of fun way to you know do a spin on a story that has been told many times before. Um, and some they have some really talented voice actors and well-known people in it that it looks very adorable. And then I, one of the shots, I kind of was like, wait, are the animals going to be able to talk to the people? Nope. And that is actually kind of comedic. They're like, wait, we have to go do this. And then it cuts to what the people hear, and it's animal sounds. So I was like, okay. 
Because I wondered, I'm like, mm, which direction are they going to go with it? Wow, you look, you have no excitement on your face right now. <laughs> I, smile. I'm very pumped. I think it movie. looks really cute. Yep, super excited. Cute. Super excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have Justice League, a uh, small little indie film from Warner Brothers. Hope we can uh, get a shot. A little art house pick. Yes, that's yeah. right. And just a small, limited release of uh, over 4,000 screens. Yeah, I think that's just to get uh, Oscar contention. That's true. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, Frank, you maybe don't want to put that movie down too much. That's the one they might vote about. Nope, I know. I, I'm not putting it down at all. I, I, did you see me? I was smiling. I did not <laughs> at any time say I was not excited about the star, which Aww. is coming out from Sony Columbia Pictures, 3,000 screens. And then we also have Wonder, Julia Roberts, Owen Wilson. Uh, coming in at uh, from Lionsgate in over 3,000 screens as well. That movie looks interesting, but I don't know if it's one I want to rush to the theaters to see. True, but I think I'd like to check it out. Looks like it has heart. Like, it's one of those, like, okay, it's going to be a, you know, a nice emotional journey movie. I feel like, I don't know, I like with Owen Wilson, sometimes I actually enjoy him more in kind of a a drama with uh, comedic undertones as opposed to a straight out comedy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because there's the one with him and uh, Ed Helms where they're searching for their birth father. Yeah. No, yeah. that trailer looks so bad. I just don't. Yeah, I was like, when Owen no. Wilson's in that mode, I don't know. Mm. Ugh. was yeah. on board for that movie. I think. Though. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, no, that's that. Trailer just looks painful. That's going after the comedy that he was able to muster together with uh, uh, Wedding Crashers. Yes. With Vince Vaughn. See, which that was, was funny. That, that was a decent I, comedy, I, and he was. He, I think it was a good pick for that part too. But it's, I, th- I feel yeah. like I feel like the one where he's looking for his dad with that Holmes looks like it's trying to be that kind of humor. Uh, Shanghai Noon, that was also hilarious. Yeah, it was. And even Shanghai Nights was good. It wasn't. But like, (laughs) like, Donnie Yen was not used to his full potential there in Shanghai Nights. He hardly is used to his Mm -hmm. full potential in Western cinema. It's very disappointing. Uh, Although, well, I mean, yeah, he was not used to his full potential in Rogue One. No, he was not. No, uh, I went with the Force. He was good at what he did. Yes, in there, but they didn't give him enough to do. To be used to his full potential. <laughs> Too long, I don't remember. So, uh, before we do our box office bet, feel free to start chiming away in the chat about which of those three films that you'd like us to bet on. We will do a little box office rewind about somebody that is going to be in one of these upcoming films. And because, you know, Superman's my main man, I figure why don't we take a look at Henry Cavill? Because we've certainly been getting a lot of looks at him in all the pre-release hype from yeah. Justice League. And he's like, Lots. which one? Yeah. The ring. I'm all... <laughs> So this is, of course, Henry Cavill's non-superhero-related top five films. Right. Uh, coming in at number five for him, Tristan and Isold. 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 See, that's how I dialed in. I'm into this. It's pronounced like I-Z, like mm-hmm. Isold. Oh. Yeah. It's a it's romance. A... Uh-oh. It's Uh-oh. the story that led to Romeo and Juliet. Well, because I'm dead good? inside. I don't know. Oh, I never got to it. It was all right. It's one of those, I was like, ah. Oh. No. Thanks. Came out in 2006, made $6.5 million. Then we have Stardust from Paramount Pictures back in 2007. Yes. Uh, based that on, was that was the one based on the Neil Gaiman. Yeah, that was a yeah. really cool. It's very weird. Matthew Vaughn directed that too, good. Right? It's yeah. very bizarre. But Gaiman's really good. very bizarre. Uh, that made the, the author, Neil Gaiman. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. But I remember like Stardust it just has some weird stuff in it, but you, it's still really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, I do not remember him in this film. I'd have to go back and watch it. The Count of Monte Cristo from Disney yes. back in 2002. I don't remember him that uh, either. I think I remember I liked that one a lot. Because that was Jim Caviezel. That was his jam. But I don't remember who Henry Cavill was in that movie. I, I couldn't tell you. I just remember, oh. I think, oh, I like weirdly remember from Count of Monte Cristo some scene where they're getting some of the buried treasure in like a beautiful islands area. And I was like, I want to go there. Yeah, all right. Just random little tidbit that I remembered. But yeah, just. 
Uh, coming in number two, The Man from Uncle. Yes. Came out in 2015 from Warner Brothers, 13.4 million. That yeah. was very fun. I have not seen it. I, I have seen like the it's first cool. few minutes of it on cable. But uh, I, I do enjoy Guy Ritchie for mm-hmm. those types of films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I still don't know how I feel about uh, Army Hammer. I feel like... I like Army Hammer, and he was he was good. He, I think I thought he was good in Uncle. But mm-hmm. Which what, one was what? he in Man from Uncle? He was uh, the Russian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel that same way about Lone Ranger? Because that, no, that film, he I disappoints me tremendously <laughs> in that. But that whole movie was disappointing. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? With Man from Uncle, he's... Everybody, what uh, what country they're playing, they're actually not from that. So they had the yeah. British guy playing American, and then, like, where is he? Um, I don't know where Army Hammer's from. But it's then he's American. playing Russian. Yeah. Is he American? Then he's yeah. American playing Russian. is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, I'm blanking on the girl's name. I think she's, she played uh, also not what she is as well. But just kind of funny. Like, nobody actually played from where they're. But anyway. I liked him in uh, Free Fire. Have you guys heard that? I've seen that before. No. no. Free Fire. So it was like a small little picture that came out this year with uh, who's playing Miss Marvel? That one chick, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Yeah. yeah, and also uh, Murphy Killian or Killian Murphy. Cillian Murphy, yeah. Yeah, it's a great film. You guys should watch cool. it. Uh, Eric Z in the chat says Brits are better actors. In some cases, I would agree. A lot of them have a lot more theater training, and so they're a bit more mm-hmm. dedicated. Mm-hmm. Benny Hill, one of the best. One of the best. I, I, I was going to go with uh, Gary Oldman. When you, <laughs> if you go look at uh, over on Popcorn Talk, we have Darkest Hour uh, red carpet footage, which yours truly did some interviews. Uh, over, actually, I did it for After Buzz. Amy did it for Popcorn Talk, as well as we had a couple other hosts. So go watch those Darkest Hour on After Buzz and Popcorn Talk. I well, got to well. talk to Gary Oldman. I'm, I'm excited to see that movie. I'm always was, a sucker for a good Winston Churchill story. It looks Churchill like it's going to be cool. You should watch my question. I asked him how he would make his role different than previous other ones. Oh. And I won't tell you his answer. You got to go watch it. You got to go watch it. Look at that. Wait, you know, just bait and switch there. You get us all hopped up, and then nope, (laughs) we got to go watch it ourselves. Yeah. Coming in number one though for Henry uh, Cavill's non-Superman related films, Immortals from Relativity back in 2011, thirty-two point two million dollars. I think I like that one. I didn't love it, but it was cool. Yeah. But that's this uh, Frida. Remember it. That, that's the one like he no, is with the gods. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so cool. he had to go through like the like yeah, the minotaur the maze and stuff. Yeah, it had a three hundred visual style and just cool. Nothing yeah. like Kellen oh my gosh, Lutz I need to buy there. it, but it it was visually very fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It kind of was one of those where you just kind of watch it and you're like, eh, all right, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was Henry Cavill's uh, super cool top five non Superman related films. Uh, the one thing I have heard but, uh, is that him here in Justice League, he's a Superman you can get behind. He's he's happy. He's excited. He's he smiles a lot. He's he's having fun being Superman. So, I if that's the case, I am super on board for that. A Superman that is actually enjoying what he does would be a welcome change. Would be new. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, before we do our uh, box office bet, we've got to do our top five for next week. Mm. So, of course, we've got Justice League, the Star, and Wonder entering our top five. Do we see anything possibly stopping Justice League from being number one? No. I think a lot of people, like I said, got to see it out of curiosity. Like, maybe it'll be 50-50. Some people are super excited. Other people are just like, we'll, we'll see how it is. The, the Punisher will stop. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Netflix. They're Everyone's like, man, we'll yes. be at Netflix. Everyone's just going to be couch yeah. potatoing yep. for, <laughs> for John Bernthal's Punisher. I can uh, see that happening. Well, uh, Ken Jack already suggested a top five. Justice League, then Thor, Daddy's Home, Murder on the Orient Express, and Wonder. Okay. Uh, Zayas agrees. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't think I could disagree with that. I think even with Murder, Murder on the Orient Express, maybe even losing half, mm-hmm. I feel like Wonder might be a good film, but I don't think it's going to be a huge blowout in the box office. Uh, so I could see it coming in at... A five? Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't feel like Bad Mom's Christmas right now at 11.5 is going to stick around. I think if you lose that by half, I still think Wonder could beat that. I, I like that. I think Star Drew, you're just favoring it because you have Star in your username. Of Star might beat out that Daddy's Home. but <laughs> uh, I think, I think Teresa says staying home for Punisher. You think Bad's Mom, Bad Mom's Christmas could beat out Wonder? Uh, no, no, no. I think I think no. I think Star can beat. I think the Star can beat. Uh, oh, I think also, if, I think family think friendly can... movie. How many family friendly movies are out right now? Uh, Daddy's Home Two. Yeah. Mm, full family friendly. Yeah. Is it mm. PG? Yeah. Kids and stuff, and they're running around. Okay. And... There's not many animated ones then, because that's the other thing yeah. with Star yeah. is it's animated, so that might be a draw. Maybe I just feel like I haven't seen like a lot of stuff about. The star. No, I don't feel there's been a lot of ads for it. No, me neither. But I'm also trying to think of like uh, the Bible Belt, Middle America. Yep. They're mm. all gonna want to going go into that, that holiday sure. season. Telling you, it's mm-hmm. like before. So they... I, I don't think it's gonna go crazy. I think I'm uh, probably maybe best, it might be five or six. Probably at best, it could get to number four, but I think it's gonna land at number five. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'd want to go over that to Justice League? I feel like everybody would want, but they don't want to see superheroes before they see. Depends how young the kids are. Because Star would be like rated G friendly compared to like Justice League if they have like. Depends on the parents, you know? Mm. All right. Uh, So, okay, so I guess uh, it could be a toss up. Some of us think that Star could be number five, some of us think that it could be Wonder. I mean, if Bad Moms does what, like 50% less this coming week, then Star just needs to make like seven or six five. Mm -hmm. Six six. So you think it could do more than Wonder than it would? I think it can. Interesting. I think it can. All right, so you're going with uh, everything there except for uh, Star being number five. Yeah. Okay. That works for me. Carrie, you agree with that, or are you going to go with Wonder? Um, uh, you know, mm, I think I do. I think I'm going to go with Wonder because that's 3,000 plus screens. I'm going to go with Wonder too, only because I feel like I've seen more hype. For that. I more, feel at least more ads more, for yes. that, yeah. So I feel like it's more dialed in. But you're right. I mean, I can't discount what you're saying about kind of like the Bible uh, battery either, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that'll show up. Courtney says Justice League, Thor, Daddy's Home, Murder, and Wonder. So that's pretty much what we're all kind of saying, too. Yeah. Um, Eric points out Justice League will be definitely more family-friendly than Batman vs. Superman, and it's only two hours long. Yeah, and that was by the insistence of uh, head of Warner Brothers. It's got to be two hours. That's it. No more. Hmm. So, got to get those max, uh, pushing those mono, maximum amount of run times. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're ready for our box office bet. Yeah. So, what are our numbers? Uh, while we're waiting Telling for that, that. just uh, in case, hopefully, fingers crossed, just mm-hmm. as Lee gets it. Don't you want to see us like, do something like really shoot for the moon numbers? So, but, uh, Ken Jack just reported it in. Uh, the star won the bet. Five for the star, <laughs> one for Wonder, and one for Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, see, you're bad. How are you feeling, Frank? <laughs> I'm not feeling good. Why? Why, people? Why? You know Come on. It's <laughs> full of trolls. Oh, oh, man. They like making you suffer, man. God, wow. They do. Right. They're like, Mwah. This is unfortunate. Mm. All right. I personally think it'd be more fun to go uh, balls the wall and try and pick our bets for Justice League. 
Uh, well, yeah, as Can a little evolve? side bet, a little side yeah, action. Let's do that. All right, a uh, quick uh, side note for uh, Batman of Steel and Batman versus Superman. They did 116 and 166 million dollars respectively mm-hmm. when those opened. So uh, we've got those. So we'll do uh, we'll do our our official bet will be on the star. What was uh, Thor's opening weekend? It was uh, one twenty. No, it was one third. I think it was one thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, and but we'll do a little just side action, just for fun. About yeah, are uh, we Justice doing League. Justice League bet right now? Uh, yeah, okay, we well, quick Justice Let's League. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, um, Jay says one twenty one. Okay. Uh, Ken Jack says one thirty. I can see the one thirty. I I I can see that. I think it'll do better than Batman versus Superman. Just because, because it's, it's definitely riding off the momentum of Wonder Well, Woman. Batman versus Superman is one sixty six. Oh, think yeah. More? I mean, so better, but, better than Man of Steel. That's yeah. Batman vs Superman was kind of an anomaly. It also uh, yeah. Tanya says one twenty. Eric it also lost like seventy percent of that in Nicholas a decline from week one to week two because well, it was a bad movie. It was Teresa one seventeen. Zayas one forty. I'm gonna go one thirty. I feel like it's. Okay. I think there's enough well, Wonder Woman love. Yeah. It's not gonna be as bad as uh, Suicide Squad. Oh dear, no, so. no. Actually, first impressions I've heard from some of my friends who've been to screenings already for the Justice League. They say it's really good. They like it. Okay. I'll I mean, be the judge of that, Neil. We should Thunder all be the judge of that. Says I'll be the judge of that. Okay. Uh, anybody think, else? Uh, I'm going with 130. Anybody else? I think 145. Oh wait, we're, we're not hiding. Okay, I said. Wait, what'd you say? 145. I said 125. Okay. So I'll go on the low end. All right. Okay. Uh, now, sadly, to the four official. star, which technically on ours it's not five. Yeah. But maybe. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man, this is... <laughs> you're like I'm scared. I I just really I've okay. already, I've seen a movie I didn't need to see. I don't want to see. <laughs> no. <laughs> you think this fight? Uh, Ken Jack says twelve. All right, guys, what are your thoughts on what star will make? Ken, Ken Jack, Jack says twelve. Teresa says thirteen. Wow. Okay. Well, we figured if it was coming in at number five, and we're Star figuring. Drew, no, Star <laughs> Drew says what's in between. Uh, Nicholas says thirty-five. That's that's a little for Star I, on the ambitious side. <laughs> Tanya yes. says ten point five. Zaya says ten. Oh, Star, Star gave us two again. No, you got to pick a number <laughs> in the middle. My brain's too tired to pick a number in the middle. Uh, yeah. Courtney says twelve. Ren says uh, eight. Get the average star. Oh, it's yeah. nineteen. Adam, I mean, wait, was that a nineteen? Divide by two. Star. <laughs> If you figure Murder on the Orient Express, that made twenty eight last this past week twenty eight point two, so that's putting a fourteen point one. If you if it's, it's just a straight fifty percent drop, okay, and we're putting that at number four. At what, how much? If, if for, if that's at number four. That's what we all, all yeah. agreed to be and number how much? four. It'd be fourteen point one if it just 14? went fifty percent. So okay, um, uh, but if anything's the eleven, twelve, or thirteen, that still could be fifth. Because we true. have seen some be very close before. Well, then let's let's. Uh, I already made my bet. You did. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. And somebody in the chat, I had the same thing. So. Oh my gosh. We'll see. Oh man. Zayas points out never heard of Star till us. So all right. Uh, oh Drew says twenty one. What? Star Drew seriously? No, you picked two. Yeah, you picked new numbers. I went in the middle. But the twenty one is his middle. Well, he said twenty and twenty-two. So yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Even, even both of those. Okay, That's we got to wrap because we got Star Trek next. Oh yes. Oh uh, my gosh. Speaking of Star, so after this, guys, tune in because Frank and I will be over on AfterBuzz talking about Star Trek Discovery. Oh, man. All right. Discover a new world. Mm. Uh, okay. All right. 
Alright, everybody get their, uh, their yep. bet. Of course, everybody, uh, caveat by the box office bet. Whoever's closest uh, gets the prognosticator or prognosticators. Losers got to go see the movie. Please don't let it be me. <laughs> Let's reveal our bets. Alright, All right. ready? Yes. Twelve. Six and a half. Oh. Ten. Ten. Thank God. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm in the middle. Oh. Yes. Oh. That's all. All right. That's, all right, cool. We got our all, numbers. That's all I can Great, be happy guys, about. Thank you. All right. <laughs> oh, man. You feel good, right? I feel, I feel. He feels much so much better. better. Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Okay. We, Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this box office bet. Oh, and the breakdown. And the whole show. The yes. whole show. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this I'm so excited. Oh. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank, thank you, you again for, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for picking the star for us to bet on. Oh, man. You guys are the best. Uh, as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're there, throw in a bunch of thumbs. Do it. Thumbs it up. Uh, and if you're watching this even after the show's aired, you can comment down below. Carrie Lane loves to ask a question to the audience. Carrie Lane, oh, what would you like, like them to comment okay, on? Okay, uh, since we are going to fo- holiday season, what is your favorite? Uh, we already did Halloween movies, so what's your favorite? We're not going to forget this holiday. What's your favorite Thanksgiving movie? This holiday exists. Everyone seems to skip over it. Gobble, so gobble, favorite folks. Thanksgiving movie. All right, look at that. Uh, and folks, thanks so much for joining us in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't do the show without you. We couldn't make these bets without <laughs> you. We couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show is over, Neil. Where can they find you? Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, the Neil Plumley. You can find me at places where people are found at my name, which is the Neil Plumley, T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Come back next week. Yes. Thank you for watching, everybody, and chiming in the chat. A lot of fun. Uh, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And right after this is Star Trek Discovery after show. And then on Monday is Marvel TV News. And uh, very, very soon is going to be Vikings. And don't forget, on Tuesdays is Horror Movie News. Wow. Carrie Lane's got a full plate of programming. Uh, people love to see her. People do not love to see me. Uh, unfortunately, you have Incorrect. to endure me. That is yeah, no, that's I, not true. That's, no, trust me. I, I read the emails. Lies. That's Lies. Not very, very true. Nope, that's very true. Okay, uh, sign off. But send all your hate mail and tweets and things to me on social media at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll be back here next Sunday night where at least we will reveal that I will not have to go see the star. <laughs> so I do not care what happens other than that. Uh, but until then, have a great time. Go see the Justice League because we're going to be breaking that all down next week. Have some fun, see some movies, eat some popcorn. We love you. See ya. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 